May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. All right. Um, we're going to continue on a subject that we started on last week, and that is faith toward God. Amen. We are doing part two. I believe, I believe in um, currently that's happening right now, our faith is going to be tested more than ever before. Uh, the Bible says that, but without faith, we can't please him. Amen. We must have the type of faith that moves God. Amen. The type of faith that get what we need when we need it from God. Amen. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And I'm thinking about Matthew 5 and 10 when he says we're blessed when we are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, my God. Uh, I'm looking for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I want heaven, amen, to be in my view, amen? And certainly what you do for Christ is the only thing that's going to last. And we want to encourage each and every one of you, let us hold to God's unchanging hand. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2 talks about a steward, amen? He must be found, faithful. Come on, somebody. My God, I know we started out many times with a, a pep in our step. Amen. But somewhere along the way, sometimes life, the cares of life, the concerns of life, the troubles in life, the, the heartaches and the headaches of life can knock some things off of you. But just remember on your worst day, on your worst day, you must be saved enough to make it in. Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found. How is he going to find you? He must find you faithful. And that's, that's my heart's desire. Lord, I want you to find me faithful. It's not going to matter, my God, how I started out. How will he find you? All right. If you did not uh, see this uh, first part of this Bible class, certainly, I would encourage you to do so. We are talking about faith, uh, faith toward God. The faith, what do I believe? Everybody has faith. My God, people are tuning in tonight because they believe that the broadcast, the streaming service will be here. Amen. And we made provisions to be here to uh, attend a Bible class on tonight. Hopefully you're tucked away in your home and in your favorite place. Maybe have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. Amen. You're comfortable in that chair. You're comfortable in your house. So you have a faith in the structure of uh, that chair and the structural integrity of your home that it's not going to fall. Amen. The roof is not going to cave in. Amen. So we have different kinds of mechanical faith and electrical faith, structural faith. But what kind of faith, what do you believe about God? Amen. Uh, Psalm 78, <clears throat> Israel questioned God and how easy it is for each of us to question God in our hearts, my God. And as a result of that, the Bible said God's wrath was kindled against them. Amen. I want you to go with me. Let's go to Psalms and we're going to go to the 78th number or division of Psalms, and we're going to read this just one more time and get this thought before us. 
and then we'll move on. All right. The Bible says in Psalm 78 and uh, verse 18, it says, and they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Now, it's not that they needed meat. They wanted meat. And this is where I, I think every one of us need to be very careful. Uh, you know, a lot of times we can uh, get in a situation when there is a lot of wants. It's not a necessity, but it's a want. My God. And we begin to question God ourselves and tempt God. All right. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Take note. Yea, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smoked the rock and the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. My God told Moses to take that staff and strike the rock. But Moses, I'm going to stand before the rock. My God, hallelujah. And Moses struck our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our God Almighty, amen. And the rocks, uh, he provided water, all right? Uh, verse 20 says, behold, he smote the rock and the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give us bread also? My God. Can he provide flesh for his people? This is how they tempted him. He gave them what they need. My God. Uh, but they had some other desires, amen, for their lust. Verse 24, therefore, or since this is a fact, the Lord was, he heard this, and he was wroth, so a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel, because what? They believe not in God. How important it is that we are satisfied with the things that God provides. How often, many times, we murmur and complain because we don't have the desires of our heart. My God. Instead of asking God, God, if you're pleased, I'm pleased with what you have provided for me. Now, I'm not speaking against, you know, wanting to have a better life, wanting to do more, wanting to excel, wanting to be promoted and make more money. Those things we can pray and ask God for. Amen. But then we leave it up to him. I, uh, somebody said, I can cast my cares upon him because he careth. For me, you can tell other people they don't necessarily care or have a concern, but you can take it to the Lord, amen, and then leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them. All right, because they believe not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Not only do you have to trust God to do it, you have to trust him to do it his way. Look at that. They trusted not in God and not in his salvation, the way that he was going to bring about their deliverance. My God. Somebody said you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God. My God. After you've done everything that you know to do, uh, there is still a need of patience. All right. I'm going to pick it up here in 23. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven, and he had rained down manna upon them to eat, and had given them a corn of heaven. This was manna 
from upon high, and we can liken manna unto tofu. Amen. Nutritionally, tofu has everything the body needs to survive. Amen. Uh, it, it, it may not crunch like uh, uh, fried bacon or uh, uh, cheese sticks or, you know, other things that we may have a desire for, but tofu uh, provides a nutritionally complete meal. Uh, he gave them manna from up on high. All right. Man did eat angels' food. Look at that, verse 25. And he sent them meat to the full. All right, 26, what did he do? He caused the east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he brought in the south wind, and he rained flesh also upon them as dust, and the feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp, round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled, and he gave them their own desire, my God. And they were not strangled from their lusts, but while the meat was yet in their mouths. My God, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. How often we ought to be satisfied. Lord, my God, if you're satisfied, I'm satisfied. Amen. My God, I, I will be content with where I with where I am and what, what I have. Come on, somebody. My God. And uh, as Moses said, listen, if, if you ain't up on the mountaintop, I don't need to be up there. If you ain't in a worldly possession or a house or a home or uh, some other uh, costly array, if you ain't in it, if that's not your will for me, I'm fine right where I am. I'll praise you right here in the valley. Amen. So uh, that's all they had to do was repent and to believe uh, God because he's a rewarder of them. Amen. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Come on, somebody. If there's something you have a desire of your heart, amen, uh, pray and ask God about it. Amen. And be diligent about it. Amen. That's all right. It's okay. Uh, but don't tempt him and say, Lord, you know, you just got to do this. I got to have that. He was asking me for their lust, not for their need. My God. And, you know, many times our prayers are ultimatums. Lord, I need you to do it. And I need you to do it by Friday. And I want you to do it this way. That's not how God works. Come on, somebody. My God, God wants you to praise him, even in your life, when things are not going your way. He wants you to praise him and say, Lord, out of all I'm going through, you're still good. You're still my Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. It is estimated that that was about 2.5 to 4 million people in the wilderness, amen, that he provided a manna from upon high. He provided water uh, for them as much as they needed. Come on, somebody. But they failed to believe that God is. Come on, somebody. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. My God, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. 
My God, he's everything that you need. My God. Uh, So them not believing in God became a stumbling block uh, for them. Uh, They stumbled in unbelief. My God. The Bible says just what he did. My God, he caused the east wind to blow. He had broken open the heads of crocodiles uh, and that meat. Uh, it went up. He caused it to uh, be formed into quail. He caused the east wind. And then the scripture says, and by his power, he caused the south wind to blow. He gave them exactly what they asked for. Let it fall right down into their camp. We as humans, never in history have we eat, eaten raw meat. So when it hit the ground, it was already cooked. It was already smoked. It was already fried. It was already smothered. It was just how they like they liked it. Every man, come on, somebody. But the Bible says, but while it was yet in their mouths, I, you know, I don't want no blessing and cursing. I want blessing without cursing. <laughs> My God, Lord, listen. If if I, I want to be in the perfect will of God, not the permissive will of God. I want to be in the perfect will of God. That's where I want to be. They tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. How often, my God, that we ought to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm satisfied. Come on, somebody. My God, I am satisfied with Jesus alone. It's Jesus plus nothing. All right. Faith toward God, Matthew 21 and 32. Jesus is speaking uh, to the Pharisees. And he said, for John came unto you in the way of righteousness and you believed him not. Look who he's speaking to. Speaking to the Pharisees, Matthew 21, 32. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when you had seen it, Repent it not afterward that you might believe him. My God. You know, the Bible tells us uh, many times the children of the world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. How often we ought to take God at his word. My God. They did not believe John, but the publicans and the harlots They were baptized and became John's disciples. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, But when they saw it, they repented not. And how often? You know, we're talking about the principles of the the doctrine. You know, repentance from dead works is is number one. Lord, I don't know. Come on, somebody. I don't have the answer. And number two, faith toward God. I'm looking to you, my God, to supply, to provide my ever need. Hallelujah. My God. So we're going in the right direction here. They repented, my God, and they believed in him. But when you saw it, you repented not afterward that you might believe. It's always repentance first and then faith. Come on, somebody. You got to turn from the world system, my God, and turn to God's system. My God, believing and trusting in God for all things. I, I can't do it the world's way. I, I've, I've, I've come out of the world. 
Come on, somebody. My God, be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. I, I'm not thinking the worldly way anymore. I'm doing things God's way. Amen. And certainly we have it uh, the same order in Hebrews where we receive the uh, doctrine, uh, the principles of the apostolic doctrine, Hebrews 6. Amen. It's repentance. Amen. You have to humble yourself. He said, what if my people, which are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and do what? Yes, you got to turn from the world's way, turn from the world system, turn from your own thinking, turn from your own wretched uh, ways. My God, he said, and then I'll hear you from heaven. I'll forgive your sin and I will heal your land. Now, you know, forgiving of sin is one thing and we thank God for that. But when he's talking about the healing of the land, that means your family is going to be blessed. Your investments are going to be blessed. Mm, that house that you've been wanting, my God, he'll bring it to fruition. That car that you want to drive. My God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all he knows, he knows, and don't have nothing against it. He just wants you to put him first in all things. My God, so if my people, which are called by my name, my people, I'm on somebody, I'm not talking about the world, but if my people, my God, the ones that are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, my God, and look to me, I'll hear them. You know, we're looking and grabbing and grasping to the world system and the world's way of doing things that we don't even uh, uh, consider God. We don't turn to God, my God. The Bible says, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and let him, and he shall direct thy path. All right, Mark, the first chapter, 14 and 15. My God, in the beginning of Jesus's ministry, this was John's ministry. My God, and he was talking about John's ministry, how the, um, uh, the Pharisees, he came unto you by the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots, they got saved. And even when you saw that, it didn't cause you to repent, lest you believe. Now look here in Mark, uh, the first chapter, 14 and 15. This is Jesus's ministry now. Now after John was put into prison, Jesus came unto Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Do what? Repent ye. First thing is repent and believe the gospel. My God, repent. My God, and believe the gospel. Many times we don't have what we want from God, what we need from God, because we haven't turned to God. You can't walk with the devil and, you know, run with the devil and walk with God. It, it doesn't work that way. You can't believe God for one thing and then, well, I'm going to go to the world for the next thing. Well, I, I, I'm going to trust God for this, but then I'm going to 
dabble in, in, in the world. You know, it doesn't work. Double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and he will receive nothing from the Lord. Amen? It's Jesus plus nothing. Lord, if you don't do it, it can't be done. My God. And if you don't do it, it won't be done because I will not, I cannot turn back to the world and turn to my worldly ways and my worldly thoughts trying to achieve anything. My God, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, my God, in realizing it is him, my God, from whom all my blessings flow. All right. So what did he say? Verse 15 and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. And certainly we thank God because that's that's going along with the apostolic doctrine. Amen. Repentance from dead work and faith toward God. Listen, you can't save yours in this economy that we're living in now, this world that we're living in now, what we're facing uh, now, you can't save yourself. You can't keep yourself. You will go crazy. My God, if you don't keep your mind stayed on God, trusting and believing in God for your ever need and, and, and your provision, give me this day my daily bread. Come on, somebody. My God, you will go crazy trying to keep yourself Repent, repentance from dead works. What you're trying to do to save yourself is dead works. You have to let go and let God save you. They trusted not in his promise and not in his salvation. Let God do it his way. Let him do it in his own time. My God, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. Amen against all odds. Amen. All right. Many times people come to hear the gospel and they have no effect because they don't believe. Come on, somebody. My God, he said a prophet is not without honor, but in his own home. God couldn't perform no miracles because of their unbelief. Uh, the, the Bible says uh, he uh, just uh, healed a few sick folk. That's all he could do. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean? <laughs> My God, he went home, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do anything but save, uh, 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 heal a few sick folk. That's a big thing to us. Well, it's a big thing to me. If we were to come together, and someone gets healed of cancer, someone gets healed of, uh, of tuberculosis, someone gets healed of a, a heart condition, someone gets healed, come on somebody, uh, of a bad back. My God, that's a big thing. But he couldn't do no miracles, but just a little thing, just, just uh, heal a few sick folk. Why? because they did not believe, they did not trust in God. Come on, somebody. All right, Mark, the 16th chapter. 
Mark 16 and 14, 12 days after the death of Jesus. And this is his seventh appearance. My God. After that, he had risen uh, from the dead, come from the grave. Look at this, Mark uh, 16 and 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them, them on somebody, uh, with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did what? They believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe, that in my name they shall cast out devils. You believe that? Come on, somebody. He's talking about you, talking about us. And uh, they shall speak with new tongues. We have done that. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. My God, and greater works shall ye do. My God. But we have to believe. Uh, they did not believe um, after the death of Jesus. They did not believe uh, Mary, her encounter with him. They did not believe the witness of the women. Uh, they did not believe Peter, those that came back from um, the road uh, of Emmaus, uh, the two disciples, that was uh, Cleophas and his wife, undoubtedly, came back and said, we have seen him, he's risen. Come on, somebody. And he had already told them that he would go to the grave, yet he would get up. He would be victorious. He upbraided them because of their unbelief as they sat. Come on, somebody. My God. At meat. He was upset with them. My God. And, you know, uh, how often should we trust and believe God for our provision? Come on, somebody. I don't care how um, uh, far-fetched. That thought may be, uh, the Bible says, is there anything too hard for God? Really? Is there anything too hard for God? My God. The Bible says, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then the scripture says, believest thou this? Do you believe that? Can you tell your enemy right now, listen, you can huff and puff. You'll never blow my house down. Tell the devil, be so bold. Tell him, you know what? I can't die. I can't die. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe it? My God, we have eternal life already. My God, each and every one of us. He said, and not only that, their signs are going to follow us. Come on, somebody. If we drink any deadly thing, if we touch any deadly thing, and matter of fact, 
uh, uh, certain parts of um, Michigan are under a boil water uh, because of the uh, danger of E. coli. Uh, and, you know, and even if you don't boil the water, our water is already contaminated and our air is contaminated. Our food is contaminated with pesticides. If you uh, drink any deadly thing, anybody thanking God? <laughs> my God, I, I pray. I pray over my food. Yes, I do. My God, purify it. Make it fit for my body that I might continue in the service of you. Come on, somebody. My God, I thank God for the protection of God upon our lives. And we can lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. How often should we take God at his word and read our scriptures? Come on, somebody. My God, and walk in the victory. Walk in uh, the abundance that he has already called over our lives. Come on, somebody. My God, sometimes that abundance is a lack of fear, a lack of doubt. You know, a lot of times when you talk about abundance, people are... You know, it's amazing now. People are still these uh, ministries of prosperity and, you know, God is opening up another realm and, and you're going to, you know, you're going to get this house. You're going to get this car. Listen, it's time for the church doors to close. My God. And our focus ought to be, Lord, if you don't do nothing else. If you don't do nothing else, I'm so glad you saved my soul. My God, I want to be in the church triumphant when he comes and crack that sky and say, come, my people, come. I want to be caught up, one of those ones that are caught up. I want to be found faithful, not searching, uh, uh, you know, trying to make a more comfortable place uh, provision for me here. It's time for the church to get ready to be raptured. God is coming for his church. He's coming for his bride. He's going to spare us. Come on, somebody. How, how dark and how bleak and how dangerous can it be and God leave his bride in harm's way? He always protects his bride. Come on, somebody. My God, the church, we are the bride of Christ. And how long? Whatever you're going to do, do quickly because the Lord is soon to come. Come on, somebody. My God. And believe God for all things. You know, people are running here and running there trying to get, you know, so-and-so and XYZ to lay their hands on you. Listen, it's not that person that lay their hands on you or a particular ministry. It's your faith. Faith moves God. Faith gets results. Faith brings about healing. I'm going to get in this person's line. I'm going to get in this person's line. And I'm going to go out to this ministry. Come on, somebody. Faith. Not your crying, not your moaning, not your complaining, not your tears. Faith moves God. Now, thank God he hears uh, our cry. Come on, somebody. He hears our prayer. He feels our pain. He sees your tear. But faith, 
your faith moves God. Remember that. Remember that. My God. Man came to uh, Jesus and said, you know, your disciples couldn't do anything uh, if thou canst do anything. Jesus turned around and said, if thou canst believe. Lord, if you can't do anything, he said, listen, it ain't my disciples. Come on, somebody. If you, it's up to you. If you can believe all things are possible, my God, faith toward God gets results every time. What do you believe about God? Look at Luke 8, 11 through 12, and many times uh, the church, uh, we suffer from this because we're so concerned about what other people think. Hmm. And you allow other people to talk you out of a blessing, cast doubt on God, make you feel bad about how long. You know, there was a man, uh, the Bible said 38 long years at the pool. And Jesus came and said, wilt thou be made whole? And uh, the man, you all know the story, he began to explain to Jesus. How many times do we... Uh, explain things to Jesus, and you don't even know you entertaining angels unawares. Come on, somebody. That's what the Bible says. We entertain angels unaware. Jesus can come speak right directly to you. He said, well, you know, every time the angel comes down and, and, and touch the water, somebody that's less sick than I am gets in ahead of me. Come on, somebody. Talking to Jesus. Mm. And the healer was right there. My God, take up your bed and walk. Today is your day. <laughs> My God, the Bible said the last shall be first. Come on, somebody. My God, just when it seems like you, your miracle is the last one. And, you know, it seems so far away. God can switch that thing around just like that. 38 long years at the pool. Lord, I, I don't have no other choice. You don't do it today, I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here next week. I'll be here next month. If you don't do it this year, I'll be here next year. Because Lord, if you don't do it, it won't get done. Because no other help, no other source, that's the kind of faith that moves God. People that are running from quack to quack and ministry to ministry, double-minded. It's your faith that moves God. Look at this, uh, the parable of the sower. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh who? The devil. To take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should do what? Believe and be saved. So many times the preacher preaches a good word, uh, encourages the people. And I, I preached a message one time, keep your butt out of my way. You know, uh, you can receive a good word of God and you can't get no further than the narthex and, narthex and somebody tell, well, you know, but your situation is different. 
you know, must be something wrong with you because, you know, you've been here a long time and, and you ain't got healed yet. There must be something different about, you know. They, they're always casting some doubt. That's that's the uh, the the position, the the desire of Satan, the one that comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy, to take the word of God. So many people have lost hope. My God, we talk about the children of the world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. Many times uh, individuals can get saved and come to God and get what they need. Yet those that have been here a long time, my God, are not believing God, not trusting God for every man. I don't, I don't care how big and how small it may be. Come on, somebody. My God, God is requiring faith, repentance and faith toward him. My God is your key to deliverance. My God. Um, the devil's job, that's his job, amen, to steal your faith, your confidence, your trust, your joy. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, the joy of the Lord, it is my what? Come on, somebody. Learn how to enjoy serving God, walking up right before God in spite of what's going on. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, Paul said, I, I sought the Lord thrice. My God. But he saw fit to give me a messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I be lifted up. See, God can put some things on you to keep you where you need to be, keep you humble. Keep you in constant contact. You wouldn't pray unless you had this condition. Come on, somebody. My God, I sought the Lord multiple times. And the Lord's answer was, my grace is sufficient. Paul said, wherefore the rather I'll glory in my infirmities. Come on, somebody. That the power of God rest upon me. When you see me in my affirmity and what I'm going through, my affliction or whatever it is, you just know that the power of God, my God is resting upon my life. Our glory in my infirmities. Come on, somebody. Romans 1 and 16, Paul is talking to the saints. What does he say? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Come on, somebody. It's God's word. If he said it, I believe it. That settles it. If he tells me to march around my Jericho wall, that's what you'll find me doing. Come on, somebody. What was that? A test of faith. You know, people say, oh, you know, it don't make no sense for us to be out here. We don't have no battering rams. We don't have no, no uh, weapons. We, we're not out here to, you know, prepare for no war. God knows all of that. He said, just march the wall. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, be faithful. Trust me. Let me work out the details. Come on, somebody. Be quiet and march. 
And then when you hear the priest blow the trump, I want you to shout with a shout. Doing it God's way gets the results. Come on, somebody. My God. And when they began to shout, the walls came tumbling down. My God. Do it his way. Trust him. I don't care how uh, impossible the miracle may seem. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. Trust him in everything and in all things, for the big and for the small. Come on, somebody. He's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation. My God, this is what we're going to need to save us, to get us through here, to make it, to endure until the end. The race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but he that what? I got to endure. I got to stay in this thing and I have to do it. I have to follow God's word and do it his way. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believed, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Come on, somebody. My God. The man that had uh, was possessed with the devil, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. My God, I'm believing all that I can, but Lord, what I'm missing, make up the difference. Help my unbelief that I might receive what I need from you. And we're living in a time now, saints, it's going to be so important that we supply God the necessary faith that he can perform every miracle that's necessary. My God. Isaiah wrote, Isaiah 43, verses 10 and 11. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. My God. Maybe I better read that again. That's finite. That's absolute. There's no question. There's no ambiguity in it. Ye are my witnesses. Bring your witnesses, saith the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I'm he, I'm it. Come on, somebody. My God the fullness of the Godhead bodily. People want to, you know, solve the mystery. Well, how many people are in the Godhead? There ain't nobody in the Godhead but Jesus. We find it in, in Revelation 4, that jasper and sardine stone. Come on, somebody. That was only one. There's only one throne sitting in heaven. What's the confusion? I am he. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there, you can bow to it. You can burn incense to it. 
You can say prayers to it. You can reverence it, but it cannot save you. He said, beside me, there is no savior. My God, I am he. My God, he that cometh to God must believe that he is my God. And he rewards those that diligently, my God, come after him. God is God all by himself. My God, he's the father in creation. He's the son in redemption. He's the Holy Ghost that dwells on the inside of us. And all of those three are one. Look at John 8 and 11. And his name is Jesus. Look at this. Bible says, except we have faith and believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Now, listen, look and, and notice. Um, this is read in your Bibles. I said, therefore, unto you that you shall do what? Die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Who said that? Jesus. He's the father in creation. Come on, somebody. My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Come on, somebody. As the father in creation, he spoke and said, let there be light. He separated the light from the darkness. Come on, somebody. The dry land from the wet land. My God. And then Jesus said, after he had done all that he could do as the father, he says, now I work. So he needed a body that could die and shed blood. Somebody said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He needed a body that can die. God is not a man. No, he was not a man. He became a man to redeem mankind back to himself. My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Come on, somebody. He had to have a body that could shed blood for our sins. My God. So he was the father in creation. He was the son in redemption. And he's the Holy Ghost dwelling in us. And all of those three are one. And except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. My God, oh, my God, told Moses, tell him I am that I am. Come on, somebody. My God, he said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. My God, all of the scriptures wrote about me and confirmed me. Come on, somebody. My God. They said, we have found him. Come and see. My God. What's his name? Jesus. My God, my lily of the valley, my bright and morning star, my God. And somebody summed it up and said, he's everything. He's everything to me. My God, I feel sorry for those individuals that believe in three gods. Amen. 
uh, if we even think about the, the Mount of Transfiguration. They said, uh, let us make an altar for you and one for Moses and one for uh, Elijah. And a cloud came. Come on, somebody. And when the dust settled, there was nobody standing but Jesus. And a, and a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. There's only one. And his name is Jesus. My God. Three different manifestations of the same God. Amen. And if you want to get results, I dare you to call his name. Come on, somebody. My God. First Timothy 4 and 10. Very important scripture. First Timothy 4 and 10. We toil and labor to obtain this goal. Come on, somebody. And what is that? Abundant life and blessings. That don't necessarily mean riches. My God, he wants us to prosper and be in good health. Amen. Amen. But Lord, wherever I find myself, I, I, I've learned how to be content. I, I know how to abound and I know how to be a base. I found out whatever condition I'm in, my God, to realize that Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. All right, for therefore we both labor and we suffer reproach. We do what? <laughs> My God, we have to earnestly contend for this faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Yes, we labor and suffer reproach. People are not going to like you for what you believe. People are not going to like you for the stance that you take. But you're blessed when you're persecuted for righteousness sake. My God, for theirs is the kingdom of God. All right, I'm back at 1 Timothy 4 and 10. For therefore we labor and suffer reproach because we want trust in the living God, who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Come on, somebody. My God. He is the answer of all men. He's the answer for the world today, but especially those that believe, that know his name. Come on, somebody. And that name is Jesus. There's no other name given in the heaven among men whereby we what? We must be saved. Come on, somebody. My God. So this dispensation has been granted unto us, amen, the time, the church age, my God, that we live our life to live again. We live our life that we might be that sweet smelling savor in his nostril. God, uh, he, you know, he wants a church. He's going to have a church. He's going to have a people. He's going to have a set aside, a, a reserved, a, a, a special purpose, my God, for him a called out people. Why not you? Come on, somebody. He's got to have somebody. He's going to have a church. He's going to have a people. Why not you? My God. And whatever it costs me, Paul said, if we live this three score and 10, which is 70 years, it's a moment 
compared to the eternity that we're going to spend with God. Can you imagine three score and 70 is 70 years? If you live to be 70 years old, that's just a moment compared to the eternity. So whatever you got to suffer, we both uh, labor and suffer reproach. If you have to do it for 70 long years, it's going to be worth it. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, when I see Jesus, my God, in his presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, my God, our pleasures forevermore. Paul said, I was caught up into the third heavens, whether in the body I cannot tell or out of the body I cannot tell. But I saw things that were just, uns- uh, I-, I couldn't even put them. Uh, uh, you know, if I, I were to take a pen and write them down or, or try to even form uh, what I saw, they were just unspeakable things. Hmm, my God. Anybody waiting to get into the presence of the Lord, I'm talking about to see his face in peace after this world is all over. My God. He said, if you love me, We'll keep his commandment. David said, thy word have I hidden it in my heart. It's an emphatic. I will not sin against God. And, and when my heart is overwhelmed, sometimes, you know, your heart get overwhelmed. It, it, life, it, there's a complexity to it. And, you know, it has a way of wearing you down. But, you know, you don't feel like running through troops and leaping over walls every time. Sometimes you, you, your faith gets a little weak, but I'm so glad somebody said, and when my heart is overwhelmed, take me to the rock. My God, that is higher than I. Come on, somebody. We have found him. Come and see. Look at this, Acts 16, 29. Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail, the nominal church world, they want to make you think that, you know, that's all you have to believe that Jesus died for your sins and, and God rose him up and thou shalt be saved. I, I want you to know shall and shout are future tense. Amen. Shall, shout are future tense. Amen. If you believe you're on the right road, stay on this road and thou shall. I I like to give this example. If you get on 94 and you're going west, uh, right around Z Road, you will see a sign that says Chicago, 238 miles. You can't read that sign and stop and say, I'm in in Chicago. No, you're not in Chicago. (laughs) You have to stay on this road. First of all, you have to believe that there is a Chicago. You would nobody would get on the road unless you believe that there was a Chicago. Amen. And when you see the sign say 238 miles, that say, listen, don't stop now. Stay on this road for 238 miles, and thou shalt be in Chicago. All of this, you know, just believe that Jesus died for your sins and God rose him up and thou shalt be saved. And that's all you need to do. No, it's telling you you're on the right road. Belief. My God. And faith is a motivator. If you believe it's cold outside, you'll put your coat on. If you believe it's raining outside, you'll take your umbrella. 
Come on, somebody. If you don't believe the meeting is, is going to happen, you never leave the house. What you believe dictates to you your behavior, the things that you do, the preparations that you make. Do you believe God is coming back? Hmm. All right, look at this. Acts 16 and 29. Then he called for light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Now, this is the jailer that locked them up <laughs> and brought them out and said, uh, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, listen, Paul and Silas went into the innermost jail. You know, we can take it personal. You know, a lot of times we take things personally. You know, Lord, why me and why I got to do this and why I got to go through this and why do I have to live in this community and why do I need to live in this neighborhood? Well, somebody in that neighborhood, that community, in your circle needs to hear about Jesus. He sent the 70 out where, wherever he would go. My goodness. They came back rejoicing and said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us because of your name. He listened. Don't, don't get excited about that. I saw uh, Satan fall from heaven as lightning. Be excited that your name, my God, is written in that Lamb's book of life. Amen. That's what you need to get excited about. All right. Now, listen. Uh, they went into this jail, and instead of taking it personal, why do we got to go through this persecution? The Bible said they prayed and sang praises. And the others that were in there heard them. Ah, see, your praise might deliver somebody else. Come on, somebody. My God, you tell that neighbor, this praise is for you. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's going to get us all out. Amen. And even the jailer heard them. And when God shook the prison, here comes the jailer and, and found out, listen, this wasn't even about Paul and Silas. This was about the jailer and all of them that heard them pray and sing praises. I will bless the Lord at my God. He brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, I locked you up. Uh, now, I, I need you to help me get free. <laughs> and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Look at that. Shall, shout is future tense. Belief, faith is number one, though. You have to believe that. Well, if we're going to take it in the apostolic doctrine, repentance from dead works, you can't save yourself. Amen. And faith toward him. Belief. All right. Uh, thou shalt, uh, future tense, be saved. There's more to you to do, you and your house. Look at verse 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. Amen. And to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straight way. My God. Belief is a motivator. It is necessary. Come on, somebody. But it's not just believing after you believe. Have thou um, 
uh, what did um, Paul say? Have you received since you believed? I remember somebody just believing is not enough. There's more to do. I remember somebody, he that believeth and is baptized. Uh, why don't they teach that scripture? <laughs> you know, there's more. Belief is a motivator. Your faith is a motivator. You're on the right road. Stay on that road because it's going to take you to receiving the Holy Spirit as well. Jesus said, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. So just believing is not enough. There's more for you to do to come into a complete understanding and fellowship with God. He has to dwell on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. My God. Acts 10, 43 uh, Peter preaching to the house of Cornelius. You all remember that. And while he was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell. Look at this. And to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. My God. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost fail. He said, can these uh, forbid water, seeing that they have received the Holy Ghost already? Come on, somebody. My God. And then the Bible says, and he commanded them straightway, my God, to be baptized. Look at this. I'm going to go to uh, Acts 10, and I'm going to read it out of the King James Study Bible. All right. I'm going to pick it up. I read um, 43. I'm going to pick it up in 44. While uh, Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. What is it? The power unto salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's what we need to save us. 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out of the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. All right. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water? And these, uh, that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost, as well as we. And he's commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Amen. Amen. Except the man be born of the water and of the spirit. Now listen, repentance and faith toward God. And God will fill you with his spirit right where you sit. My God, but yet uh, there's more for you to do. We must fulfill the commandment of God. Amen. Uh, let's let's take it a little further because we got. I'm I'm talking to a crowd. The majority are saved now. Baptism in Jesus' name uh, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Hmm. So not just 
uh, baptism in Jesus' name and infilling of the Holy Ghost, what? Faith, if he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, you believe that? He said we have to live a life of holiness without which no man is going to see the Lord. My God. So we have to be a holy people, a holy church. My God. We have to be pleasing in the eyes of God. Amen. We must be that sweet-smelling savor in his nostril. All right. Romans, the 10th chapter. This is what they like to preach in the, in the jail ministry, Romans 10, 9 through 10, and then we're going to pick up 13 through 15. All right, look at this. It says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Shout, shall, future tense. All right, he didn't say you were saved. Belief, you're on the right road. Amen. And if you continue on this road, y'all shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall the preacher preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Come on, somebody. My God, there is a, a future tense. There's more than just being baptized and being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a, a life of righteousness that's coming into the church. Amen. When God said, let us make man, amen, he was talking to the feminine side of himself, his foreknowledge. If you go back and, and uh, read, he said, I'm going to make man uh, in my image and in my likeness. If you go back to Genesis, read it. I'm going to make him in my image and in my likeness. But when he actually did it, he made man in his image. Read it. We don't become a like God until we come into the church. His foreknowledge, he knew. Come on, somebody. I've heard this taught uh, both ways. You know, I'm, my father would always say he's speaking to the feminine side of himself. We are the bride of Christ. We're the church. He made him in his image, but we're not made into his likeness until we come into the house. Come on, somebody, the church, and learn how to live our lives holy and acceptable. Come on, somebody, pleasing unto him, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. My God. All right. We have to come into the house and be made into his likeness. Amen. It takes the anointed uh, word of God, the anointed ministry, anointed preacher. Come on, somebody. My God, let me read this one one more time. Amen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You got to call on him. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach? And how can the preacher preach except he's anointed of God? Come on, somebody. As it is written, how beautiful or how appreciative we ought to be for the anointed God-given ministry that's in our midst. My God, what a wonderful Savior. Come on, somebody. And, you know, you have people that, you know, want to get so sophisticated. Well, you know, I don't believe that baptism in Jesus' name is the an infilling of the Holy Ghost is the only way to be saved. I'm so glad God made a way. There's something. He could have left us in our mess, left us in our sin. Come on, somebody could have left you in the crack house and in your drunken state. And you get so sophisticated and, you, you know, I don't believe that's the only way to be. <laughs> Truth is what God says it is. Righteousness is what God says it is. You have to do it. He has a way that's mighty sweet. Come on, somebody. He is the door. My God, and except you come in by through him and by him, come on, somebody, you can't be saved. You must come in at the door. You have to do it his way. He always follows protocol. He said, I always do the things that please my father. I don't think none of us could say that. Come on, somebody. I'm striving, trying to make a hundred. My God, and bless, and I thank God for mercy. Come on, somebody. He said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I'm learning how to have mercy on individuals because guess what? I need to lay up some mercy for myself. Come on, somebody. My God. So I'm glad he made a way. Come on, somebody. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. The broad way is the one that leadeth to destruction. There are ways that seemeth right unto a man. Come on, somebody. Well, I don't believe, you know, just baptism in Jesus' name and infilling of the Holy Ghost. You know, it's the only way. My God. I'm thanking God he made a way. It's the anointed ministry of God. Come on, somebody. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can the preacher preach except he be sent? And how a pure, even they talk about how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, how appreciative we ought to be for God-given, God-anointed ministry. My God, that we might be saved before it's everlasting too late. Thank God he, he made a way. <laughs> My God. Luke 24 and 24, Jesus talking on to them that were on the Emmaus road, and we believe that is Cleophas and his wife, you know, uh, people, you know, the scripture says the disciples, and um, uh, for some reason, uh, people thought that that was two men, but yes, women can be disciples too, <laughs> followers of Christ, and, and in the ministry too, amen. All right. Then said he unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe, uh, to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 
And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, um, the things concerning himself. My God. And isn't that something that they're walking on the road to Emmaus saying, you know what? We, we thought he was the one. Yeah, this is about the third day. Well, why don't you go out and meet him where he told you to meet him? The Bible said Jesus joined himself to this, uh, uh, this, these two disciples and said, well, what manner of conversation is this and are sad? But their eyes were beholden among somebody. How often because of lack of faith, our eyes are beholden and we can't see. I mean, it amazes me, the things that we're talking about now that the Lord is soon to come and, and people are just they're still doing their same old shenanigans, you know, the same old uh, drama. It's time for the church to get ready to get out of here. People, are, you know, they, they're, they're distracted as never before. Listen, I want to talk just a little bit about a deceived mind. You know, a deceived mind don't know that it's deceived. It can't recover itself. A deceived mind goes about to deceive other people. Hmm. A deceived mind is tormented because it can't get other people to see things its way. It, it's deceived. It's it's deceived way. My God. You know I don't have to argue with nobody about nothing. God's word is true. Uh, uh, you know, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Watch out. Don't let no man deceive you. People's minds are deceived. They believe things. My God. And, and you know, I've been talking about this. You can't give people facts and they walk away with the truth. You can't show them facts and they come to a conclusion of truth. Why? Because their mind is deceived. I don't know a lot of saints. Their mind is deceived. My, yeah. I, and people think the pastor don't know. Your mind is deceived. And it goes about trying to deceive. You have to be careful how you let people, you know, you associate with people and, and listen to stuff and hear stuff you know ain't right. Faith comes by hearing. You hear enough lies and you're going to start believing it yourself. Listen, faith comes. That's the scripture. That's the word. Faith come by hearing. It should be the word of God. But when you're not fed nothing but a whole bunch of lives, guess what? You become deceived and a deceived mind doesn't know it's deceived and it cannot recover itself. As a matter of fact, it does not appreciate truth. My God, saints, listen, you, you better hold on. You better hold on to the truth. Come on, somebody. 
uh, buy the truth and sell it not. My God, and and, uh, and if you hear somebody, you know, talking some, you know, you know, they they. My goodness, <laughs> it's just you know, you you teach people things and you show it to them in the scripture. Yet at this late hour, their minds are deceived and they believe things so far from the truth. And if you entertain them and woe unto those individuals that, you know, you know, it's a lie, you know, it's not truth and and you don't even try. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they like to kick up confusion. They love drama. They, they get joy out of other people being deceived. And you know, a half truth is a lie. When you know the truth and you won't share it, you're lying. Because God is not the author of confusion. You ought to bring clarity to that situation. And, and for those of you that have deceived minds, you need to come see, talk to the pastor. I'm on somebody, my God, because people are believing some things. Ain't nowhere near, ain't even close to the truth. And that's the reason they don't want to come to the pastor, because that mind does not accept. It does not welcome truth. Take heed that no man deceive you. And there are going to come those that say that I am Christ, Christos, the anointed one. How can they hear without God-given, God-anointed ministry? There are those that are going to come that say I am Christ and shall deceive. Deception, number one. Deception, number two. My God. Any pastor that's trying to recruit you to his church is not concerned about your soul. Now, listen, there ain't nobody, nobody at New Grace that can say, I have recruited them, come after them. Uh, listen, when you shepherdize uh, souls, God is holding the pastor responsible. And I'm not running out trying to, you know, get people to join. I got enough responsibility. I got enough God is holding me responsible. I welcome people that want to come into the ministry, but I'm not going out uh, recruiting you. Are you are you serious? A soul is serious. My God, and, and God said, all souls are precious in my sight. And when you are going out uh, as a pastor trying to recruit somebody to your church, you're not concerned about their soul. You're concerned about money and numbers. My God, and it's not of God. It's not of God. And if you stand for something like that, your mind is deceived. All right. How can they hear? without a preacher, and how can the preacher preach except he be sent? Come on, somebody. And how appreciative, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace 
and bring glad tidings of good things. That's what, that's what ministry is. Come on, somebody. And how appreciative we ought to be for God-given, God-anointed ministry. All right, Luke 24 and 24, I'm out of time. Uh, then said he unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought uh, not Christ have suffered these things and enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and the prophets? And he expounded unto them all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. John 7, 38 and 39. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers. River, by definition, after a 100-year plain study, you do not get the designation of river unless there is a study uh, that it does not dry up. Look at that. Let's read it to start up again. He that believeth on me, not as you want to be or someone else said, he that believeth upon me as the scripture. Uh, holiness is what God says it is. Righteousness is God's standard. Can't nobody lower it for you to make it more palatable or pleasing to you? It's God's standard. Amen. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of what kind of water? Not stagnant water, not poisoned water, not contaminated water. It's living. It's a life-giving source. Come on, somebody. But this spake he of the spirit which they believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. My God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. You can't get the Holy Ghost unless you believe that there is a Holy Ghost. Tarry means to wait. Why would you wait on a bus and you don't? You ain't on a bus line and you're not at a bus stop? Why would you tarry if you don't believe that there is a Holy Ghost? Hmm. You must believe and then you have to wait. And ask God for it, and then He gives it to you. Come on, somebody, and then your name gets written in the Lamb's book of life. My God, every believer, amen, believe that there is a Holy Ghost will receive. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. Second uh, um, Chronicles 20 and 20. This is King Jehoshaphat. And you all know this story. Amen. The enemy has come out against you, King Jehoshaphat. You all are out here to worship, but you found yourself in the middle of a battle. And King Jehoshaphat said, we don't have no might against these people. Lord, our eyes are upon you. Isn't it always good to get a word from the Lord? He called for the ephod. I, I got to have a word. Give me a word from the Lord because we are in trouble. Listen, saints, we need a word from God. Hmm. And if we don't receive a word from him, there's no possibility that we're going to make it out of here. My God, look what he said. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. 
And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. What you believe about him, your faith toward him. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established and believe his prophet. Believe in the pastor, the man of God that has sent. God has sent. God has given you. Come on, somebody. I have given you pastors after my own heart. Come on, somebody. Jeremiah 3.15, that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. All right. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. And believe in your pastor, so shall ye prosper. May God bless you. May God keep you new grace. Amen. Certainly we are totally out of time. Amen. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. We want to encourage those that have not been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Call me. You need that experience. 734-477-6891. Call me. We have ministers that will return your call, pray with you, share with you the scriptures, meet you, baptize you in Jesus' name, and a great big God that will fill you with his spirit. 734-477-689.